Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. Interesting note, we just passed the one-year anniversary of our show. I think we did over 160 episodes or 106. I forget the exact number, whatever it was. But uh, thank you for all of you who joined us. Thank you for the 100,000 followers who liked us on Facebook. We hope that the forthcoming year is even better than the ones we've had. We really hope this year, of course, we're getting married this year. That's kind of a kind of a big deal. But one of the other things we really want to do this year is kind of branch out and not just produce these shows, but also really work on the podcast a little bit more, maybe even go into some written devotionals and things. Who really knows? But, you know, thank you so far for being with us, and we look forward to continuing to be with you. The uh, topic of my quick message tonight, and then we'll get to the star of the show here, Kristen, who will pray for all of you guys, is the blessing of humility. Okay, and that's a weird title, and it's very deliberate. I chose my words very precisely because I think we think of humility as something that we really don't want, right? We associate humility with the word humiliate or humiliation, right? It's all the same root word, and we don't want that. And it sounds like one of the many things that are in the Bible that at first glance were like, I don't want to sign up for this if this is what Christianity is about, right? Because so many other things. You know, Jesus said, if someone strikes you, turn the other cheek. Well, I don't want to do that, right? I want to hit the guy back. Or, you know, we're supposed to forgive those who do us wrong. Well, I don't want to forgive them. I want to hold on to my anger. Okay, we're supposed to pray for those who curse us. Well, who wants to do that, right? What you realize when you really begin to understand this stuff is all of that stuff is for your benefit, okay? Why does Jesus tell you to turn the other cheek? Well, first of all, he doesn't want you to repay violence with violence because that doesn't improve things. But because he wants you to learn meekness. Because he wants you to learn self-control because God wants you wants to be able to give you power. And he's not going to give power to somebody who can't exercise self-control. Okay? Why does he tell you uh, to bless those who curse you? Well, he, do- he does that. The same reason he tells you to forgive those people so that they get out of your, your space, out of your head, right? You can't get past the hurt they caused you as long as you're holding on to it. Forgiveness is what helps you to release it. We've spoken about that before. Well, why does God caution us? against pride and tell us that we should be humble. I spoke about this briefly before, but listen, I've, I've been having some real world, ex- real world experiences I got to share with you, okay? And I'm telling you right now, very few things in the world compromise your judgment more than pride, and very few things will lead to more destruction and failure than pride, because pride is the thing that causes you to hold on to something, even if it's not beneficial, and even if it's wrong, okay? Guys, listen, I'm an attorney. I do a lot of divorce cases. And I'm going to tell you right now that pride destroys as many relationships, in my experience, as drinking, as adultery, as pornography, as physical abuse, as any of that stuff, man. I mean, seriously. And a lot of times there's overlap. One is causing the other. I get it. But I I can show you perfectly functional relationships, at least relationships that should succeed but fail because of pride. And it's not just marriage, it's business relationships, it's friends. Pride is what causes you to say, I'm I'm right. 
I'm not the problem. She's the problem. Okay. No, I already know what I'm talking about. Okay. You know, one of the, one of the weirder verses in the Bible is where it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Okay. And what does that mean? Well, actually in Proverbs it says the fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom and humility comes before honor. Okay. Because you need that. You need that humility in order to accept the wisdom. All right. There's a, a secular saying, but it's nevertheless true, that says the things that you know are what prevent you from learning. And I would also add what prevent you from growing, therefore, okay? Humility is is what tears down that pride and something that you should be glad to have. And it's something that I caution you, you should exercise before God will force it on you. Because God humbles the proud, and that's especially true for those he loves. He doesn't want you to fail at life. He wants you to grow. And so believe me, it's a lot better to exercise humility now than have God humble you like he did with Job, for example. Proverbs 15.33, I just said it to you. The fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom, and humility comes before honor. It's a weird thing because we think if we're giving up pride and we are accepting humility, then we're giving up honor. We're giving up accolades. We're giving up the things that we want. That's actually not it. What the Bible is saying here and what life experience should have taught you by now is that humility is what gets rid of the things that are holding you back from honor, that are holding you back from elevation. That was Proverbs 15.33. Again, Proverbs uh, 22.4 says, The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. Well, first of all, for anyone who tells you, for anyone who tells you that, that the Bible doesn't speak about prosperity or God doesn't want you to be prosperous, I can show you hundreds of verses just like this. And it says right here, you have to really ignore a lot of the Bible if you want to reject uh, the idea that God wants you to prosper, even in, in terms of money. And I'm not, I understand that some people get carried away and they think, you know, they go into this name and claim it. If you want a private jet, you just point to that jet and Jesus name, that jet is going to be mine. Well, I'm not saying that, uh, and and there's not really any support for that in the Bible. But there's no shortage of support for the idea that God wants you to prosper financially, and he tells you how to do it. The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. And then 1 Peter 5, 6, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. Again, so he can lift you up, so he can elevate you, so that you can be honored. See, humility, getting rid of pride, isn't causing yourself to be dishonored. Okay, that's that's different. And it's weird because it feels like to say I'm wrong or to say I have something to learn feels like weakness. But actually, it takes a good amount of strength to say that. In my relationship with Kristen... I make sure that pride has no place in it. And guys, look, I've, I'm, we're not married yet. I don't sit here and tell you that I'm a marriage expert, although I am probably an expert on failed marriages since I've done – I can't even count how many divorces at this point. I mean, I think at any given moment, my active case roster probably has 20 of them, okay? But what I will tell you is this. I have learned that I keep myself humble around Kristen, and sometimes um, – it, it, sometimes – it's more obvious than others. There are times I will, I'll just tell you, I will just hug Kristen around her ankles just to, just to lower myself in front of her, just to tell her, look, I am here as your servant and I'm not, I'm not perfect, but I totally submit to you and I submit to, to growing. That's really what I'm telling her. Okay. I submit to growing with you. You can't do that 
if you're prideful. And in fact, what I see is I see these marriages a lot that are sometimes 20, 30 years in, people who are in their mid-60s sometimes, and they still act like they're, they're 12 years old with each other. Why is that? Well, they never grew. And more often than not, it's, it's that prideful spirit. It's that lack of humility. So my point is this, guys. Humility is something that you should want. That's something you should pray for. Not, not God humiliate me, but God rather teach me humility so that I don't have to be humiliated. So I don't come to that point in my life where the marriage that you blessed me with is destroyed and, and my wife divorces me and now she goes and marries some other man and, and, you know, now my kids are gone. God, teach me humility now so that I can excel in the workplace. So, so I can, I can grow in wisdom. So I don't make dumb financial decisions. So, so I know what my core competency is, but I also know who to trust in other things. Okay. And more, more than that, God, remind me, help me to always remember that you establish kings, that you establish leaders, that you establish all of us. Just like we were just reading you and I the other day, I think it was Daniel chapter four, I believe, where, where Nebuchadnezzar, um, is, is, is humbled by God because he, re- he refused to give God the credit and God had to finally humble him and had him for seven years living out in the fields, eating like an animal so that God could teach him a lesson that I'm the one. I am God. I am the one who establishes kings. You didn't build anything. I established it for you. Okay. Don't let it come to that. Okay. But it's not just a threat. I'm cl- I'll close with this. When I say don't let it come to that, my point is I don't want you to think you should humble yourselves just because to you should avoid the threat of humiliation. Usually there's a flip side. It's you should humble yourselves because of the blessings, the blessing of humility and the blessings that come with it, which is personal growth, which is wisdom, which is, which is improvement in your relationships, which is understanding that there's always, there's always a new level to achieve, that you're not perfect, but that God, if you will humble yourself, will perfect you in his image. Okay. Through the course of your life, as you get better and better and you are more and more conformed to the image of Christ. All right. So the point of this long, way too long 10-minute sermon here, I apologize for that, is simply this. So much of what God has for us and asks of us is not that he's trying to impose it on us because he's got a pride issue himself. Well, I'm going to humble this person because who does he think he is? It's really more like it's for our benefit. And so, God, I thank you. I thank you for giving me the blessings of humility. I pray, God, that you increase the blessings of humility so that by by lowering myself and by by acknowledging God that there's so much for me to learn that that there's so 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 much for me to grow into that that's how I'll be exalted that's how you'll elevate me and I'll give you credit all the way through that should be your prayer and uh, that's my message for you today do ne- never apologize for how long your sermon is cuz they're so good i could sit and listen to you all day and i'm sure everyone else could too okay so <laughs> But, um, and I just have to say, you are the most humble man ever. I really appreciate the way you treat me. And I, I can see how Christ loved the church through how you treat me. And oh. that's such a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I wish that for every married couple. I wish that every man could follow your example so that every wife could have what I have. Oh, well, yeah. you're the most perfect woman on the planet. And I wish, I wish every woman, and I don't wish I, I, it has been on my heart, and you know this. We've prayed this, Kristen, that 
Uh, our relationship is not not wishful. That our relationship is a model. Yes. And be established as a model for how other yes. people should treat e- each other. Amen. And, and you are a model for what all women women should be. And I've said this. Thank you, sweetie. I've said this before. Guys, take a hint. If you want your wife to to submit and all those things, if, if you are that humble man, it'll be very easy for her. So, <laughs> um, you know, and I it's I love that you talked about pride because sometimes. There's areas that you don't even know are susceptible to pride. For instance, when before I met you, saying, God, where is he? Bring him now. Bring him now. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. I was reading one day, I think it was Joyce Meyer, something Joyce Meyer said. And she said, if you're impatient and you're saying, no, I want this now, that's a root of pride. And I'm like, oh, no, I have pride. But it's things like that you don't even realize sometimes. Well, plus, not just that. And we've, we've spoken about how at least in my experience, nine times out of 10, when I feel like complaining that I'm waiting so long, God, what's really happening is God's waiting on me. Mm. So that's part of the pride there too. Like the audacity to say, God, I'm waiting for you. What's going on? What's really like, okay, what are, what should you be doing different, pal? Yeah. But the other thing is, I remember you told me that before we met, you had it gotten kind of hung up on meeting somebody who was in the assemblies of God thing. Not, and not, I'm not here to call you out for being prideful, but actually quite the opposite that I think, you know, when you, you prayed about it, you, because you're a humble person, that you were able to be instructed that, you know, not to look at the denomination, but to look at the heart. Is that not right? Yeah, because I, you know, was so stuck and it could be anything for any person. And instead of looking for something, that's when you really have to get deep with God. That's, That's a great point. Sometimes pride blocks what you can't know what to pray for because you have your control, your way, this is the way it's supposed to be. And it comes out of a good heart. It's not that I was wanting, I was looking for what I thought. And instead, God said, wait a minute, let me show you how to pray. And God said, just look at this person's heart. Don't rule anything out. Just look at this, look, wait for the man who loves me better than anyone. Um, wait for the man who has my heart. Um, so, you know, one of the reasons we've spoken about this before that our, you know, we have, I don't want to say bumps in our relationship, but we certainly, challenge ourselves to have difficult conversations, you know, to, to dig deeper in each other. And everyone needs to have these conversations. I see so many relationships. I told you this one time, you know, I'll deal with someone, a divorcing couple married 12 years. I say, what's the problem? And, and one person will say, well, I want to have kids and she didn't. And it's like, you guys didn't discuss this ahead of time. Is you're 12 years into a marriage. And now you're talking about this. And so you, you have to have conversations like that. But the reason that our conversations our stepping stones instead of stones that we trip over is because they never become arguments. And the reason they never become arguments is we never let pride come into the I'm right and she's wrong uh, because that's what pride will do. And, and believe me, as a lawyer, my instinct a lot of times is to go into adversarial mode. I'm right, they're wrong. But thanks to humility, neither of us really do that. We both just said, we both always will take a step back and say, Okay, let's look at this from the other person's perspective. I'm sure they had there is a reason they're saying this. Let's put the relationship above ourselves individually. And more than that, let's humble ourselves and get instruction from God. And by the way, here's the thing. It's very easy to say, I will accept instruction from God. But real humility is, I will accept correction from God. That's something a lot of people don't like. And there have been times in this relationship, and we have, listen, we have the greatest relationship in history. We have never had an argument or anything like that. We've never yelled at each other or anything like that. We've definitely had points where we, we've wanted to get to higher levels and had to have conversations um, uh, to get to those levels. 
but we've always done it with respect. And that respect has always been, I think, a function of humility where, where both of us are, are saying, God, we accept correction. And I will tell you, there have been times in this relationship I have had to accept correction. There have been times where Kristen has had to accept correction. And honestly, I know you're probably thinking, well, that must not have been fun, Jordan, when you had to accept correction. I bet you liked it a lot better when she had to accept correction. Honestly, no. I like the part where I have to accept correction because that shows me an area for improvement and I become a better person because of that. Yes. That's how, that's the part of the mentality you have to switch on and off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And whether that's in a marriage or any other thing, you're working towards the greater good. It's not going at each other. Um, and that's why, like you say, it never becomes that. It's supposed to be towards a greater good. I love this man. Why don't you pray for everybody? <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're getting married soon. What are we? How many days? Like, oh, 63? 63, 63 days. Who's counting? Well, yeah, from yeah. When, when we're filming this. I, yes, right. So it's even less. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> 61 by the time airs. Well, I don't know. We could, uh, who knows when we'll put oh, yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lord, thank you. Thank you that when we have a humble spirit before you, there's so many examples where you lift us up, God. We humble ourselves and how awesome the creator of the universe, the one who gives us life and breath and everything. You lift us up, God. We humble ourselves before you and you set us in high places above our enemies. Our enemies, the enemy is a footstool. We crush our enemies, Lord. Thank you that you actually give us confidence to be all you've created us to be. You created us in your image. Any person who's suffering from um, just feeling like they're not enough or that they're insecure, they can take that spirit or, or having to compete, whether it's pride or insecurity, either ends of the spectrum. And they can say, we, all, we can all say, God, I give myself to you as a humble servant and realize how beautiful we are in Christ, how we are in Christ. And that should give us the greatest confidence because who we are in Christ is who we really are. We were created in your image. Pray for every person right now who's feeling like they've just messed up. Like, what do I do, God? Where I feel like there are people saying, I burned all my bridges. I feel, I feel like this is a word for someone or maybe several people. You feel like, all the bridges have been burned. They might have even been self-destructive and and something you feel is, is just cannot be corrected. Well, God is the bridge for you. God is bridging you to where you're supposed to be. It may look now like you're on a cliff and saying, where do I get to where I need to be? All I see is this dark valley. God is your bridge. Lean on God. Repent. Turn and lean on God, and he is your bridge. He is the bridge that crosses the valley in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to have your spirit at work within us. We love you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And we've got a couple of prayer requests and some praise reports. So we want to say to Lydia, who is a regular listener, she says she wants her kids to know God deeper. That's a wonderful prayer. Um, so Lydia, we pray for you. We pray for Mulchand and his family, Ramesh and the finances. 
Dan prays for those, mm. all those facing addiction. Absolutely. That's great, Dan. You know, there's so many people facing, of course, the obvious, what may be considered obvious, drugs, drinking, all those yep. things. Um, but there's other addictions as well. I mean, now social media has become like a bona fide addiction. So, I mean, and things you don't even think about. So Donna prays for John and Jim's healing. Nemo prays for Myanmar, which um, I know is going through a lot of uh, uh, persecution and government change, which usually go hand in hand. Prasad prays for Brother Sagar's healing. And Shazad, how cool is that? Prasad and Shazad prays for a job. Um, and Amon prays for her, husband, her husband's job to be restored. And Martha, one more, <laughs> prays for financial breakthrough. Lord, I lift up to you Lydia, Mulchand, Ramesh, Dan, Donna, with John and Jim, Nemo, and the country of Myanmar, Prasad and his brothers healing, Shazad's job, and Amon's husband's job to be restored. You know these people. You love them, and you want what's best for them, God. You're, they have been called according to your purpose, God. I pray for the nation of Myanmar. I pray for any person facing addictions of any sort. Lord, I pray for the strength. I pray against the enemy's lies in these situations where they would know that you are the one true God and that you can help them, God. It's not something that they can feel like giving up, Lord, you, where there is no way you create a way. I pray for all the financial situations. I pray for all the physical healings, Lord. Just pray. I want your spirit, Lord. We want your spirit of healing, God, around this nation, around this entire world, God, to fall on your sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, amen. And we have some uh, praise report. But I want to pray for a couple other people yes, real quick. Absolutely. Um, Alejandro says, hi, brother Jordan, Sisson, uh, Jordan, Chris, Jordan and sister Kristen. I'm from the Philippines. Please pray for the health of my family and also for the financial needs because life here in the Philippines are so hard nowadays, but I know God is good and he knows my heart. Thank you both of you and God bless us all. Mm-hmm. Veneta says, praise the Lord. Please pray for me and my kids. And uh, Camran says, please pray for my sister uh, Fuzia. She's very sick and has a stomach infection. Yes. So Father God, we thank you for Camran and Camran's sister we, uh, Fuzia. We pray against this infection. We order it to leave her. For Veneta, God, we pray for Veneta's children. And actually, I know another Veneta who, <laughs> who is not a nice person. Uh, and I'm going to pray for that. And I'm just being honest. Uh, but I'm going to pray for that person right now that they, that other Veneta, who's not the one who sends the message, this other person I know, um, that, that she is humbled and gets her act together and really repents of what she, the way she's been behaving lately. And he and I pray also that God heals that person's wounds. Mm. But for this Veneta, who's asked that we pray for her kids, uh, Father God, we in Jesus' name we pray for her kids and we whatever is going on, we pray protection over them. We know that you love the children. In fact, you say that their angels actually see your father's face, mm. be with him face to face. And God, I pray total health and healing and prosperity over these kids. And for Alejandro, I pray for the health of his family also for his financial needs, and for the whole country of the Philippines. Uh, I believe there's a, a, a good deal of godliness over in the Philippines, God, yes. and I pray that you elevate those people and that you just hold them very close to your heart. 
In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And just two quick praise reports. Ben, who asked us um, to pray for him to make friends, says he's making friends. That is awesome. Way to go, Ben. And praise the Lord. And Daisy said that God saved me from my enemies. That is wonderful, Daisy. And, you know, God saves mm. us all from our enemies. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the, the Lord, Lord delivers, delivers them from, from all. all. Yeah, that's awesome. So He will so cause your enemies to rise up against you in one direction and flee against you in seven directions. It's actually interesting, flee from you in seven directions. It actually says that God will cause your enemies to rise up against you. Hmm. You never think about that. Yeah. But I guess that's part of how God gives us a, an opportunity for glory that, you know, w- without enemies, without adversities, we'd have mm. no opportunities to be exalted or to be, um, to grow or anything like that. And uh, just like you said, you know, even small things in our lives, Chris, not even with enemies, but just house hunting or even learning how, how to do this dance and working with each other and things like that, just kind of working through these things. I mean, that's how you grow. We all yeah. like, we all kind of like the smooth sailing part, but there's no growth there. Growth comes from overcoming something that's you know right that's right it's a sandpaper in life right yeah. so um that's wonderful and i see why this this guy is so brilliant i mean he's amazing um well, why don't you close us out and lead us all in the call to salvation all right well if you want to be saved from your enemies um and the enemy of your soul there's a war going on if you don't know jesus we want to um to help you to do that so all you have to do is just follow after me dear jesus I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. We're so excited. Send us a message or a comment in the video. Yep. Check out that ring. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah. Good to see you all again. We'll see you soon. Uh, keep in touch. Send the prayer requests in, uh, send in the praise reports. Thanks always for letting us into your homes. We'll see you next time. In the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.